still out there in fun, fun land. This is the Mad Dash here one more time this week. What's going on with y'all? I think y'all need to message us at maddasher13 at yahoo.com with any comments, questions, hell, think I suck? Tell me I suck. I'm okay with it. I like criticism. So, bring it. Let me know what I can do better. Tell me what I'm doing bad at. Throw it at me. Just let you know, today is a rainy, rainy, rainy day. It is raining in the beautiful town of Bellevue, Nebraska. I'm on my way to work again. I love my job. Don't get me wrong, because I do love my job. I love performing a service to the public. Allowing them to come in to our restaurants, sit down, have a nice meal, maybe a nice cocktail. But we'll see how the day goes. The only one thing I don't look forward to every day is that bad customer. And you know who you are as the bad customer. You're that customer that goes into a sit-down restaurant and you have it in the back of your head. You're going to do what you can to make someone else's day bad so they end up giving you free food. Me, I think you guys are a bunch of miserable bastards with too many handouts. Like in the state of Nebraska, all these people got furloughed. If you don't know what furloughed means, it means you're not fired from your job, you're just sitting at home until they can bring you back to work. Because we are now in a recession. Okay. I have to say, there are some things that are do's and don'ts in the mindset of most of us uh, people, communities. There are so many things that are accepted and okay, and they should not be. Like, if you're going to... Uh, like yoga pants and leggings they, sh they are meant for the gym wear them at the gym don't wear them out in the public here's my reason because you're wearing those and it's highlighting everything you got full on camel toe going on and then you get mad at men when they are looking at you I had the same conversation with my one of my nieces. Mike, she was complaining to me that people, guys, treat her like she's a slut. Well, I'm like, look at the way you dress. She goes, what's wrong with the way I dress? I said, those pants highlight every damn thing below the waist. They make your ass stick out more. They give you a camel toe issue. And boys are looking at that stuff. 
So you, in life, people, we dress the part. Like when I'm out and about and I'm driving around and I see people, I go into a grocery store and people are in there in their pajamas. Or they're wearing something they shouldn't be wearing in public. If your ass cheeks are hanging out the bottom of your shorts, you're wrong. If your cookie is hanging out the bottom of your shorts, you're definitely wrong. That's the last thing people need to see in public is your cookie. Because they're going to look at you and then you're going to be offended because they're looking at you. Dress the part that you are and you want to be perceived. If you want to be perceived as a serious person, you dress up nice. You can wear a skirt, you can wear slacks, a nice blouse. But if you dress like what we see on the street corners, like dressing like a hooker, men will treat you like you are a hooker or a slut or a tramp. Everything is in the eye of the beholder. What people see on the outside is their per first perception of who you are. So if you are dressed that way, you're going to be treated that way. And don't be offended. There's so many other things you can be offended by. Now, I think what would be flattering is, you know, you dress like that. And the guy comes up to you and goes, how much? You're like, how much what? And then he goes, well, I'll give you a thousand dollars to sleep with me. You look fine. That's because he gets that same perception of the way you were dressed. Dress the part, people. Because the first thing people see is what they see. They see a tall blonde there wearing a workout outfit in public that should be saved for the gym. And boys and girls, it is not flattering for you to go to Walmart in your damn pajamas. First thing when I walk into Walmart, I do not want to see a 200 pound man wearing some Cookie Monster house pants and sandals in the middle of winter. It is snowing outside, dumbass. Something else I feel strong about. Guys and girls out there. If you cheat on your significant other with another person, this other person needs to get their head out of their ass because they don't realize you're just using them as an out. And say you're going to move in two months. You're not going with this person. You're that quick fling, that play toy. I mean, if you're okay with being some guy's toy and a hole for him just to put his dick in, that's on you. But when you act like you're totally in love with somebody, you've got to understand you're the other woman. If you were born and acted this way many, many centuries ago, you would have been branded with a scarlet letter. And people would throw stones at you and call you a whore. 
technically, that's what you are. Everyone has a place in life. We need to figure out ours. Okay, people. What's well, bothering me tonight? I just finally got done at work. It's two o'clock in the damn morning. Some of my employees forgot to do some of their stuff, so I did it for them. Here's where the night gets interesting. Hmm. Well, we uh, we got busy tonight. Our system crashed. And at one point we were like sitting like one table at a time, like every 20, 30 minutes. And you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so we're only allowed to sit so many tables, which is 13, which is like half the number of tables we have. And people just wanna complain and complain and complain. Especially when they order like steak. My steak is not right. Okay, what's wrong with your steak? You ordered it, they ordered it medium. Well, our medium is not the same as the medium at Texas Roadhouse or other restaurants. So we go by our classifications and sometimes people say, oh, this is overcooked, oh, this is too rare. I think, you know, you do your, your research, you find out what the standards are for each restaurant before you even go there. Tonight, because we have, it takes about 25 minutes to clean the table because you've got a process. First, you clean the table off, take all the dishes off. That takes about five minutes or so, depending on how many people are at the table. Then you got to apply a peroxide chemical to the table. You gotta apply it, wipe it down, dry it off, come back five minutes later after it sets and apply a second round of peroxide, which you do the same step. It takes about five minutes to dry. So in five minutes you come back and use a water bottle. Use the water to clean off the film caused by the peroxide. You let that dry after it breaks down the chemical. Fourth step, you apply a sanitizer to the table. You apply it on, you dry it. Like a kind of like a dry mop where you apply it and you make sure all the excess water is not on the the ground anymore. So it dries itself. Then you go back over and you just make sure everything's wiped down. Everything is squared away. Sweep underneath the tables. 
So altogether, it takes about 25 to 30 minutes per table. Well, I understand customers are hungry. But when you get there and we're in the process of just starting the table and we tell you it's going to be 25 to 30 minutes for a table and you cuss at us and yell at us and say that's unacceptable. Well, these are the standards. Sorry. That's how it works. We have to go by state law and the health and code regulations. Next. Currently, right now, the governor of Nebraska says we can only sit six people, up to six people, to a table. Not seven, not eight, not 22, six. No, we cannot put tables together. It's not permitted. Six. And again, tonight, we had a group come in of teenagers. We've probably been following the news as much as we have and during this whole pandemic. There's a nasty virus out there. It's called COVID-19, people. They come in in a group of seven and we tell them, well, we can, you guys can take two tables and we can split them and you just won't be able to sit next to each other during dinner. Oh, I don't understand. Why can't we have seven? Well, the law... In Nebraska states, you're only allowed six. If someone was to come in and saw that we had seven at the table, we can get hit with up to, I believe, a $10,000 fine for that seventh person being at the goddamn table. If you don't get it, don't go out. Six people. No groups bigger than six inside a sit-down restaurant. Don't sit there and argue with us. Don't yell at us. Deal with it. And of course, you know, we're busier than normal because of this. I'm sorry, people. You must wait inside, outside or wait in your car and we will come and get you. You are not permitted to hang out in our doorway and wait to be set. You must go out to your car or go outside. And then if you do go outside, it is taped off in six feet distance. So a person stands on this dot, six feet behind him is another dot. The next person can stand there. We don't make the rules, we just enforce the rules. If you have an issue with it, you can contact the governor of Nebraska or governor of whatever damn state you live in and talk to them. Because these are their rules and their regulations based on the, the state code. We're not lucky to be like Wisconsin who's opened up fully the whole state without any kind of regulations or anything. You can have a table of 50 if you want, whatever. They're fully open to the public. And yet, guess what, folks? Since they opened up to the public, they have not had one outbreak at all. And here's why. During the middle of the 
during the beginning of the pandemic, they all got quarantined. The people did not leave their homes. They didn't go out. They didn't be potential carriers and go out and infect the whole country like everybody else did. They stayed in their homes. Most of them in Wisconsin are mainly farmers, so they did not leave. They went along with their regular routine. They got up. They did their farming and such. They are probably only one of the only states that have no rules or regulations. I think the rest of us just need to do it. We just need to get out there. If we catch it, we catch it. We quarantine ourselves. Be responsible. You stay home. You don't leave your house for 14 days. You get over it and you move on with your damn life. Don't go out and infect other people. This is common sense shit. You don't get it. I mean, let's do the right thing. You know, if you, if you get sick, you get sick. You stay home. You go get tested. Or if you have to leave the house, go get tested. They do have services. You can have like a medical team come in and test you in your own damn home. It may cost you a little more, but they'll come test you in your goddamn home. But be the responsible person. And just do the right thing. That's all everybody asks. And people, I tell you this, this virus is weaker than the common cold. And yes, people who smoke marijuana are, are more highly acceptable than anybody else. They're just as acceptable of, of people that are 50 and older. They're just acceptable as people who smoke cigarettes and, and whatnot. So, I mean, if you people think, you know, marijuana is the cure to every damn thing, I'm sorry, hate to tell you this, studies say you're wrong. Technically, I'm, I do not support the concept of legalizing marijuana. Only for the fact that everything you have to give up so you can have marijuana. Do you people not read the document that you sign when you go get a license to purchase medical marijuana? In the first, like, big paragraph, it mentions giving up your, your First Amendment, which is freedom of speech. Then you give up your right to bear arms. You give up your right to protest. And I want to know, since when is it okay to riot? Yes, I understand. There's probably, there's been a lot of negative stuff in the, in the media about rioting and white cops hurting young black men. I understand it. I get it. But... 
to burn down a whole goddamn city because you don't feel that this white police officer did his job right, which he didn't. But it has been proven that he did not die caused by the police officer crushing his trachea. The kid had heart problems. He had died from a heart defect caused by stress of what was going on. So he had a heart attack. Yes, the police officers were, they, they crossed the line. That doesn't mean we need to riot. Even here in the state of Nebraska, we had nothing to do with what was going on in Minnesota. Or Atlanta, or any of those other cities. But we had people go out and out. I'm okay if you protest. Stand off to the side of the road. And hold up all your signs that you want. But the moment you start blocking traffic or impeding someone else's rights, you are in the wrong and violence is not the solution for violence. One violent act does not make another violent act correct. All I ask, people do the right thing. Be smart. Use common sense. You know because the one person fucks up, don't mean you need to go out and cause trouble and mess things up for everybody. I don't think that the riots and the looting is justified. I understand you got sprayed with pepper spray and Target would not give you milk to clear your eyes. First of all, you shouldn't have been out riding in the first place. There are proper channels to go. Yes, justice is not always good. Justice is blind to certain aspects of life. We need to move forward. In today's society, mankind is falling short. People are hung up on titles. You have people out there who does not associate themselves as a male or a woman. But instead we quite the public to refer to them as them, us, or it. To me, I think those all sound derogatory. And then you have the pangenders, who are just complicated because they're not uh, attracted to a certain sex, male or female. They're attracted to a person and their personality, which I, th I think is cool. Because, you know, it's not always about the looks of who the person is. But there's so many different classifications now. You see a person and they look like a woman, but dressed like a man, and you still call them ma'am, they get upset. I don't understand. Things used to be simple before. Man, woman. That's it. Now a person's sexuality is who their identity is now. It's 
what you classify yourself as. I mean, is classification really important? I mean, I don't classify myself as a white person. I consider myself a person. Just like I don't consider people as black, white. I mean, I understand why people want to make life so complicated for themselves. Just like, instead of just calling it marriage, they want to call it gay marriage. And then the straight people are all hung up on gay marriage. How about this? Civil union, all across the board. Don't call it marriage anymore. Hell, in some countries, marriage is a punishment for shoplifting. And the local sheriff marries you to his ugliest daughter. And then you're sentenced to like 10 years of marriage. So within that 10 years, you have to produce so many offspring to make that sheriff a grandparent. Life is so complicated. Just like, did you know, in Utah, in Salt Lake City, to be precise, if a woman signs her first name with your last name, you are automatically married. And, and the way to get an automatic divorce is you burn that piece of paper where she takes an eraser and she erases it. Stupidest fucking law ever. People need to get out there and do your research on blue laws and red laws. I hate to fucking tell you people, there is no such thing as white privilege. It does not exist in this country, period. And if you think that, you're just as naive as the rest of us. Because there's been many times that I've been qualified for a job, went in for a job interview, and they hired an African-American or a Spanish person over me, and they didn't even have any fucking qualifications. I mean, they had just as many rights, if not more rights, than the rest of us. Like, they are giving free health care. We have to pay for it. And we have to pay for their health care with our taxes. Yet they can come here and do whatever they want for free. They can go to college for free on a foreigner scholarship. Like Obama did. Because he's a foreigner. And you fucking idiots voted him into the White House. Even though he was a foreigner. Either way, he committed a crime. Y'all don't see it. I mean, because if he wasn't a foreigner, he filled out an American U.S. document and in the subtitle of that document it says, I clarify everything here is legal and 100% the truth. So by signing it, he committed fraud. He went to school on our dime for free as a foreigner. But yet, when he ran for president, 
all of a sudden he was an American. I mean, which is it? You're a foreigner or you're an American? You can't be both. So, I mean, what is the truth? As a great man say once, the truth shall set you free. In the Constitution, it says, we the people. It does not say we, the white people. And yes, the thing that happened in Minnesota, tragedy. Serious tragedy. But that's what it is. And all this looting and rioting is another act of violence. So you, you, as a resolve for violence, you decided to create more violence. More mayhem. More unrest with law enforcement. You made law enforcement the enemy. They are not your enemy. They may not be your friend, but they are not your enemy. And people just need to get their facts straight before they go out and start looting and pillaging. It's moving day. I'm having a great time moving. And when you're moving, anything and everything that can go wrong, will go wrong. Like I woke up this morning and somehow by accident, my realtor office charged me twice for my rent. So I'm just waiting for them to put the money back. So, because my right now my uh, bank account's overdrawn. Hopefully when that goes back in, there won't be too many issues. couple things left to do. Got to go back to the old apartment and clean up, finish cleaning and getting the rest of my stuff. And then, you know, it's turning in the keys, signing the form, done with that apartment. Everything's moved to the new place. Really excited about the new place. I mean, granted, you know, that with the new place and all that uh, I'm close to work so I'm going to be first responder for work I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing so I live so close to work that if for some reason the building alarm goes off it'll be me first one called or contacted hey go shop the, the alarm check the store meet the police down there go through the whole nine Other than that, it's been a beautiful day. The sun's out. I mean, it's been a while since I've been single. I discovered these new dating websites where you do one-night stands, and I'm excited about it. Meet a bunch of new people. Hell, one contact me already, and I asked her her name. She's like, we don't need to know each other's names. It's going to be a one-time thing. I'm like, okay, you don't need to know my name. I don't need to know your name. 
remember, kids, if you're going to be doing stuff like that, pra- practice safe sex, use condoms, birth control, the whole nine. Don't want no accidents out there. And then, like, stuff in my personal life, like, my older brother, he's been married to this woman for over 10 years now, and he's only married to her because he does not want to pay child support. I think that's a stupid, stupid reason to be married. I mean, kids are 14 now, he's got, what, five more years until he's not legally responsible anymore, and then if he's dumb enough to stay then, that's his fault. Staying with a woman for almost 20 years is its not a positive. It's not. If you're unhappy, you need to go out and find happiness. I find that anything you do in life, you can find a positive. Like, if there's something you want to do, if you can find a way to simplify the most difficult thing, do it. I mean, that's how I got into things. Like, I didn't understand mechanics, so I joined the military and became a mechanic. And it was hard at first trying to remember every little detail, but if I found a way to simplify things, find some kind of memorization, that I can associate things with, I made it work. Hell, it's been years and I didn't practice algebra and all of a sudden I taught myself algebra in like a week's time so I could, you know, do stuff with it. Had to take algebra to get into the military because you gotta take a test and it's at least five of the questions on there are algebra. But I found a way to simplify. Simplification is the the key to everything. Key to happiness, key to life, key to breathing, key to, the key to everything in life that you can do and will do is simplification. Because if things aren't challenging and you know they don't come easy to you, that's they don't come easy to you. It's up to you to want to learn. I learned mainly from hands-on things, important things like that. Like, I started off as a peon nobody at, at Burger King and made it all the way up after eight years up to a regional trainer. My job was to go to stores, train brand new managers coming in, sometimes new crew members because the managers didn't have time to train them. It was my job to go and do audits. If managers were lying on their their books and lying on their inventory forms, I was good at that. I learned how to do it. It was great. I knew you had to be within a certain percentage of everything. And became good at it. Then I learned the mechanics of all the the clean equipment. Like There's a thing called an oil pump that you put a screen in there with a filter you dump the current oil in there and you use this hose to pump clean oil that's filtered 
back into the fryers. And when they've gotten clogged, I've figured out how to unclog them. A lot of stuff in life is common sense. Like if your coffee maker at a restaurant's not working, you go to the simplest things. You check the plug. You make sure it's got power. You check to make sure that there's water flow going to the coffee maker. And on the back there, there's a, a water filter. And if the water shut off, there's your solution. You turn the damn water back on, you make it work. Always go for the simplest explanation on every item. When you're doing an inventory, you count what's there. If something's missing, you gotta figure out where you're, you're losing it at. And you can tell that by what time of day it is when the loss occurred. So like, because you do three counts a day, your first count in the morning is based off your last count of the day before. And if they're saying you have 12 burgers and when you come in in the morning and there's only six, you know the loss came from the night before. And then you can narrow it down by watching cameras to see who took those burgers. And I find it, as I get older, and I got diagnosed with slight dementia, I don't remember the simplest things sometimes. But I find if there's a way to do it, I will do it. Anything is possible. Nothing is impossible. And improbability happens. If it cannot be categorized, counted for, not counted for, there's a reason and a purpose for everything. Find your purpose. Like, I joined the military, but it was all because of some stupid sign I saw on the side of the road that kept on sparking with me every time I passed it. And on the sign, it said, got purpose. And it, it resonated with me and resonated with me. Until I'm like, hmm, what's my purpose in life? What should I be doing? What am I doing and what am I not doing? Find your purpose. Make a difference. If you don't make a difference in your life, make a difference in someone else's life. Be a good person. Are you the type of person when you're walking along the street and you see a homeless man just laying there, do you stop and give him money or do you go in, into a restaurant that's near him, buy him some food and bring him some food? Because in the back of your head, you're thinking to yourself that with this money that you could give him, he's going to buy alcohol or drugs. you got to think for yourself. Don't let others guide you. Be an individual. <sighs> Don't ever follow the mob. With all this crap going on right now, instead of fighting with each other, we need to come together as a people. I mean, if not for you, for them. 
I mean, it does say in the Constitution, we the people. And yes, it does not say anywhere in there, we the white people. Or we the African American people. Or we the Spanish people. It says, we the people. It's about unity. I mean, the Constitution has been changed to fit the times. Like it used to say, all men are created equal. It now says, all men and women are created equal. And should be treated as so. Don't fail yourself. Don't give up. Don't give in. Everyone and everything has a purpose. What you do with this purpose is on you. Find your purpose. Okay, so today I was hanging out with my family and you know, do you ever have like those moments when you're having a conversation with someone and then you go off into another direction and then you say go into an, another direction so you're going like your conversation you're like you go end up going right and change to a different subject and then you go left and you're back into the original subject it's like you're you're conversating and then all of a sudden you're like ooh shiny penny i have those moments all the time because my mind works in like a million different directions all at once Sometimes it's hard to focus on things for me. Because it's like, you're walking along, down the street, and you're thinking about one thing, and then again, shiny penny. And then you're, all of a sudden your mind goes into a different direction. Your emotions go into a different direction. The way you see things go in a different direction. That's, that's like my reality all the time. Sometimes it's hard to stay on task. So I end up multitasking. Like, when I'm at home, I'll be in the middle of playing a video game. Writing an email in between the breaks of the game. Then, like, playing on my phone a game playing on my iPod a different game when I run out of lives for the first game on the on my phone. That's where I'm at. Like and then at the same time next to me I always have like a pad of paper that I'm taking notes on as I'm writing on the computer the email. That's like my whole writing style. It's very confusing because I work on like seven stories all at once. And I could be like working on this one story. 
getting deep into the chapter and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I have an idea for this other book. So I minimize that one and open the, the next book and start working on that one. Some would call that scatterbrained. But it's one of those things, you know. You're getting deep into the story. It's progressing and then, hey, I wonder what where I can lead this book into the next book and end here and start there. I'm always like 10 steps at a time. Not one, but 10. Like, I'm working on the story. It's progressing. I've got like two chapters written. But I always progress and go, hey, I, I need to go back and put this extra step in and work on it from there. This is a lot to do with one of the symptoms of like PTSD and other bipolar disorders. Because you're like working on one path and then as you're walking, it's like you see another path off to the right and you wonder where that path's going to go. And then you decide you're going to take that path and when you go further down that path, it leads back to the original path that you were taking. So like, in life, there's not just, it's not just a straight line. Sometimes it's, there's curves, there's side, side roads, side paths, crossroads that you have to determine what is the best decision to make. Is this the, if I turn here right or turn here left or go straight, which is the best path for me? Is it going to have a positive or a negative outcome? In the end, it's like a moral dilemma. Like in part of my story, story which originally started off as a concept for a game and in the game there was a storyline that went like this the character walks into a room and sees a man being stretched out on a torture rack and the, the dilemma is is help the man do you walk walk past and ignore that he's there which is the more more moral to you you want to be involved and save a man's life or not involve yourself and then wonder later on and should I have helped that person should I have done something these are the dilemmas that everybody runs through every day. Like you hear someone's sad story or... I see a lot of positives lately. Like people will go into a restaurant and they will order food. They'll dine in. They'll be there for just a little bit. Just a small amount of time. And somewhere between the moral process goes there too is do I leave a tip? 
How great was the service? My favorite guests are the ones who are the over-tippers, the ones that change someone's life, their reality, totally. I mean, because I would be that person. If I was a millionaire and I walked into, say, like a company like Village Inn, I'm the type of person, if I saw and overheard a server talking about that they're a single mom, they've been raising a kid alone, they don't have much help, they've been going to college and, and barely scraping by, I'm the type of person who would probably write a check and leave it there on the table for about $10,000. I'm in my journey that I'm having right now, my personal journey, I want to see the world become a better place. Because I think where we are lacking as lately as a people is we've forgotten how to care for each other. Yes, I know this social distancing thing is a thing. I think people take it too far. Just like these people wearing their mask out in public and their plastic gloves. Here's my question is, when you go in the bathroom and you have these plastic gloves on, are you changing these gloves? Because you're not doing any good if you go to the bathroom, you're still wearing these gloves and you clean up yourself or say you're a guy and you're done peeing and you shake it. There's no telling if you got urine on your gloves or not all the time. There's no signs of particles from feces on those gloves, yet you're not changing them. And then you're going out and you're spreading these germs all over the place. Personally, I think the medical masks do more harm than good. Because when you think about it, a person breathes in oxygen. They exhale carbon dioxide, which plants process the carbon and turn it into oxygen, which we breathe. Here's the kicker. If you're wearing this medical mask all the time in your sleep, wherever you're at and you're still wearing it constantly you're not taking it off you're not doing any good because you can cause yourself in the long run it's a slow process but you can cause yourself to have carbon poisoning because you're exhaling carbon and some people are mouth breathers so they're breathing it right back in so you're getting carbon all built up in your lungs So who are you really protecting? Because you're not protecting anyone. You might end up with a, a worse virus than the COVID-19 by inhaling all that corrosive carbon monoxide or carbon dioxide. People need to do their research before going out in public and freaking everybody out by wearing these stupid masks. I think we just need to do what 
should have been done from the beginning. Not close things down. Not quarantine everybody. The best way to beat any germ and any disease. I mean, we did not quarantine during bird flu. We did not quarantine during the SARS epidemic. We don't quarantine someone when they get the flu. So why is this one the one? I mean, it's it's a designed virus and it seems to only affect older people. It don't affect the young people. I mean, here's my thing. Like any bug, any flu, any virus, if you catch it, stay home. Get yourself better and then get back out in the world. But like, I think personally the CDC and all them went a little overboard with this. There's probably something on some other level going on that we don't know about and this is the cover up. I mean, because personally I don't think this virus is that serious of a virus. Let me know your thoughts. You can email me at M-A-D-D-A-S-H-1-3 at yahoo.com. Voice your concerns. Be a person. Have a voice. Let me know what topics you want me to cover. If you think I'm full of shit, tell me I'm full of shit. These are just my concerns, my opinions, and my feelings. But let's start a discussion. Hello. Okay, I'm the front on this. I wasn't sure if I was going to do episode, whatever this is, five this week. So I've been like doing a lot of packing, getting ready for my move to my new place. Wasn't sure if that's what I wanted. Was to do a podcast this week with the multiple millions of things that I'm dealing with right now. But let's go over some things. This week I'm going to talk about a few things that are going on in the media. I'm sorry, but, you know, I was in the service, and as part of my job in the service, I must support whoever the commander-in-chief is, no matter whether I like him or her at all. I think the biggest issue with the whole Donald Trump thing is the fact that, you know, Democrats keep shutting him down with everything he's doing. They want to... They want to uh, kick him out of office, but he hasn't done nothing. There's no proof he's done anything. Here's my solution. If you want someone to, like, get out of office, you want to remove them from their job, you need to have something in place. It's called 
sit back, watch, observe. And the moment they fuck up, that's when you uh, get them kicked out of office. You know, be smart about it. But no, every time he mentions something that'd be good for the country, because he's the one who suggested it, they shut him down. That is stupid. If he suggests something and it fails, then it's on him. But these Democrats want to shut him down before he even speaks, before he even says anything. And then when he does say something to support them, they still put him down. If I'm a person and I make a suggestion, and it's a great suggestion to fix a financial problem or a society problem, I, as a person, if I was a Democrat, would take the time to listen, observe, allow them to make mistakes, so when they do make mistakes, then you have something to punish them with. you got you got to see it like raising kids. You have to allow your kids to go out in the world. You have to allow your kids to fall down. You have to allow them to pick themselves up. Don't pick them up. Let them pick themselves up. And then, if they make a mistake, you correct them. Correct the mistake. Tell them, no, you can't do it. Because that's wrong. Whether it's morally wrong, emotionally wrong, society wrong, it's wrong. But as a, as a people, we've lost focus. only thing you need to understand is like right now be honest with the kids right now most of the democrats that are running for president are socialists since you don't know what socialists are and you're like oh yeah socialist is a good thing let me explain it to you here's how socialism works as a as a person who pays taxes in socialist in a socialism society you pay like 95% of everything you earn that money goes into your government in a republic which is what the United States is you pay maybe 20% of your income 20% straight across the board depending give or take with deductions in a socialist society you don't get those deductions to bring home more money because you have a family in a socialist society it'd be like it was in like Germany or Russia back during the time of the Nazis and Stalin which you stood in line once a week for one roll of toilet paper, no matter how big your family was, one roll of toilet paper, one loaf of bread, and that had to last you the whole week. If not longer. In a socialist society, everyone is equal but the leader. So it's kind of, you know, like a cult. Everybody's equal, 
everybody chips in, but the only benefit is to whoever's in charge. That's the same thing it was in in a socialist society. And you gotta realize that. I mean, a lot of you think, oh that's okay. Just like the fact that we should never, ever raise taxes on the rich. Here's my point and why. What happens when you say like raise the taxes on on the CEO of a company, the guy who owns the whole company, and the company's worth billions. You raise taxes on him because he's making billions. So, he'd probably have to pay out like about four or five hundred thousand dollars in taxes that year. Here's where it becomes a problem. To make up for his loss of that four or five hundred thousand dollars a year, he's going to lay off probably about three or four hundred employees that are making minimum wage. So, by raising taxes on the rich, we make the unemployment percentage spike to all-time highs. And yes, I know you're thinking right now, if you lower taxes on the rich, they're going to, it's going to be what they call a rain down or a trickle effect does not always work because sometimes most times in most cases when you do not when you lower the taxes on these CEOs these rich people sometimes they give themselves raises to balance it out instead of giving more money to their employees who do all the work why the CEO sits in an office somewhere running everything like a puppet master at a play. There are the occasional exceptions to every rule. Because there are CEOs out there like during this epidemic have forfeited like a month or two of their salary so they can still employ their employees and keep their factories running, keep their businesses running at a 100% rate. But at the t- same time, taking a pay cut, which they probably have billions of dollars saved up in a savings account or a checking account somewhere, so they're good. They're not going to suffer. But 90% of the time, you have those greedy corporations not going to mention any names at Walmart, um, who treat their employees terrible, never give raises, don't always promote their people, expect every single employee who works on the floor in those stores to do the job of 12 people per one person. And when that person's not doing it up to what they consider should be the standard, which is every employee there, they pull them aside, they coach them, you get so many coachings, and they terminate that person. And then they bring in another idiot to take their place, who's going to be treated twice as hard as the one before them. 
I mean, is it really worth being an employee of a corporation like that just so you can get a 10% off? And the 10% does not go towards everything. The only time it covers mainly everything is during times like around the holidays, around Christmas and that, the employees get a coupon for an extra 5%, making their discount from 10% to 15%. This is just an assumption because it was like 5 or 10% when I worked for this corporation. management of some of these companies would astound me. It's I would compare them to like a sweatshop in like Korea or Taiwan. You got one guy who who's running everything expects the the standard to be so high that it cannot be reached. And when you do finally reach that, he raises the bar higher. So you never get to that that standard. And for a lot of you who don't know, Walmart, at least between 2019 and 2020, have laid off hundreds of thousands of employees and replaced them by machines. Like, I was an unloader and one day they decided to bring in this machine that scans and sorts everything. So it used to be like maybe 16 people sorting and unloading the trucks for Walmart had now turned into four guys sorting, one guy on the truck unloading onto this conveyor belt that scans the packages and sorts them. Sends them down one chute or another chute. And all the person does is take it off that chute and put it in an area. Simple, right? But in the process of that, they laid off 12 of those 16 people. Same thing with cashiers. If you ever notice when you go to Walmart now, you have two cashiers working. Well, maybe three. You have one at a register, and then you have one on each end that monitor monitor the self-checkout. So they're kind of like slowly eliminating the human factor, which is where a lot of people go... I mean, I know I, I go into Walmart, and when I'm there, I would, you know, if I need help finding something, and there's no human contact there, there's no people around, who do you ask to work to find a product? You go into, like, the electric depart, the electrical department, like, to get, like, a new computer. If there's not a person, a salesman there to help you to find the best computer... 
who's going to be there? Nowadays, we rely too much on machines to do everything for us. I mean, it's almost at, at that point, you know, where someday we're going to have a machine that wipes our ass. Because we're too fucking lazy as people. And we're like, oh, it's more cost effective to have this machine. But it's not. Because for those 12 employees that you could be paying to unload the truck, to sort the packages, and all that, it could be a lot, lot better and more efficient than having a machine that breaks down and then you have to pay a technician who costs way more than the machine's worth to work on it. We'll get back to that later. Welcome as we fall into madness. How are you folks doing today? Today is a nice, calm drive to work. No one's called me to pick up anything on my way to work, which is great. So, so far, I'm having a pretty good day. But let's see how it goes when I get to work. <sighs> Work's been a little stressful lately. Um, we don't know who our new store manager's gonna be. We're getting a new one. Sometime in the near future, our old one's gonna be leaving soon. I mean, which is exciting, yes and no. Personally, she don't like me, but she don't know me. And coming up, I've been with the company for one year now, which is pretty exciting. I'm getting my one year pin. I really enjoy my job and working with the public. Yes, there are some bad people out there that are not very nice. One thing I do have to bring up because it's been bothering me. The other day, uh, some servers from another restaurant who earned tips came into the restaurant. They paid their bill. We went we went and we picked it up, they didn't tip. You think someone who works in an industry where they live off of tips would tip? Not always the case. Like in the past, I've done ride shares and picked up like barbers and waitresses and other service, service members. They work for tips all day long, but do not tip when they get like a taxi or an Uber or a Lyft. I think that's very shameful that they don't tip. It was funny the other day, like one of my staff members says they don't serve, they don't tip uh, DoorDash drivers or Grubhub drivers or Postmates. Or Instacart people. I'm like, that's those people, that's all they earn is their tips. 
and they live off that. So when you don't give them the money that they deserve for doing the work for you, I think they deserve it. Because, I mean, they're using their own car, they're doing wear and tear on their vehicle, putting thousands of miles on their cars a year. Anywhere from maybe, what, a thousand to ten thousand a year, maybe, if not more. So for us as a people, not to tip them, I mean, what, what incentives do they do have then to do this line of work and provide this service for us? This is something we need to think of moving forward as people. I mean, if you're too lazy to get out of your house or you don't want to go out and risk your health because of this COVID-19, that's fine. But at least have the common courtesy to pay the person who's delivering your food or your deliveries. Those people work very, very hard. Hell, from what I hear, some of them, like, their cars break down. And the, these things happen. But you should appreciate the people who work for a service that provide a service for you. And mad love goes out to all you healthcare workers. I know you're doing a great job dealing with all the stuff you're dealing with lately. But yeah, you know, do the right thing. If you're gonna order a pizza, you, you tip the pizza guy, right? And if you don't, why don't you? Those are questions you need to be asking yourself. I mean, they're taking their time to bring it to you because you're too lazy to go to the store. Or you, you don't want to leave your house. And people, let's not use this whole, you know, no contact delivery not to tip these drivers. Hell, you can put the tip under like a doormat in front of your door. And if you're all worried about this disease so much, but don't be that person that don't tip. I mean, if you're going to, for these delivery drivers, if you're going to tip, tip on the app or tipping cash they can take cash cash is allowed they don't claim it it doesn't exist so give them a tip I mean because that's what that tip money is what they use to get oil changes for their cars to get gas in their car so they can bring you food let's do the right thing And not all these drivers are rich. Not all of them drive fancy cars. Not all of them do well. There's been weeks I barely made like $60 for the week. It happens. There's been one or two weeks I've gone and parked in a hot spot and not gotten anything the whole day. It happens. But when you like deliberately, you know, I'm not going to tip or 
I, you put on your app that you're going to tip in cash. And when they get there, you're going to shut the door in their face. That's rude. Because you think they're getting paid hourly, so you don't want to tip. Let me give you some. When they accept an order, it shows us the base pay. So it's like, oh, look, this order pays $1.99 from the company. DoorDash, Grubhub, Postmates, whatever it is. And then when they go to drop off the order, they see your tip applied. And when there's no tip in cash, there's no tip on the app, they just worked for free. They only made $2 because you're too selfish. Come on, people, do the right thing. Don't be that person who who don't tip, who's too righteous to tip. You can still be a good person and provide a good service, even if you're a cheap ass. Time for a break. Okay, people, it is now June 2nd, and we are now in a curfew lockdown because some jackasses think because some guy in Minnesota that killed that guy that they gotta start rioting and looting all over the place. First of all, the cop is being prosecuted for justice. Things are going the way you wanted them to. Why are we still rioting and looting and attacking police officers? Why is it necessary? I hate to tell you this. Two wrongs don't make a right. So one act of violence should not instigate another act of violence. We want to be a peaceful world. But most of you guys are just acting like criminals, so when you get treated like criminals, because you're acting like criminals, that's where you become you are in the wrong. Maybe you should stop your bad behavior. Stop blaming the whites and the police for your indiscretions. Take responsibility for yourselves. If I commit a crime, I take responsibility for that crime. If I do something wrong to somebody, I take responsibility and say, hey, I'm sorry, I did you wrong. But to burn down a target because they refuse to give you free milk to get mace at your eyes, that mace wouldn't have been in your eyes if you wouldn't have been at the what you called a peaceful protest, which led into a riot for something trivial. Accidents happen. Yes, the police were in the wrong in that incident. But to continue across the United States into other cities 
you're just looking for trouble. You're looking to cause violence. You're looking to instigate the, and perpetuate the system. I just don't understand the point of burning down your backyard because you have an issue with a police officer. And now you don't, in your cities, you guys don't have certain restaurants. And if these business owners, these restaurants owners protect themselves, they're not in the wrong. You are for trying to break in and steal their stuff. Looting is not a solution for bad behavior. Your bad behavior is your bad behavior. Don't make it about them. If you wrong a man, you can go back and apologize to that man. But if you take a man's life, there is no apologizing for the act and criminal mischief that you created. Right now, with this whole COVID-19, everybody is all stressed out. Everybody's getting cabbed here. Everybody's looking for a reason to get out of the house. Everybody's looking for a reason to cause trouble. Because they have all this built-up aggression and all this built-up anger and all this built-up energy. Find a better way to channel your your anger. This energy. Find something positive. Expel the positive into the world around you. Don't be that person who helps move the, the corrupt system. All you're doing is it making it easier on what you call the white people and the police to stereotype you in a negative light. You do it to yourself. Don't blame the whites and the cops for your bad behavior. You're the ones who are causing the problem. Yes. The gentleman who was hurt by a police officer probably did not deserve it. I personally don't know the whole story, nor do I care to know. Don't get me wrong. My views and beliefs do not dictate your views and your beliefs. You have the right to speak out have the right to defend yourself but when you're the ones attacking police officers throwing bottles of piss at police officers going up and punching police officers and then when they defend themselves you want to call it a criminal act it's not a criminal act you're the one causing things to be terrible you're the ones that are causing the issues and the trouble not the police officers that fault that you're a dumb shit. It's your fault that you're a dumb shit.